Welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. Our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience. So if you're new here or you're an avid listener of this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to share this episode with a girlfriend or two. All right, we're going to get into our first segment today, which is called Girl What's Good, where we talk about something we've been loving for the past couple of weeks. It could be a store, a restaurant, a show, anything that we've been loving. So Samaria, what's been good with you? Okay, so mine is a movie, actually. It's a movie that is on Netflix. And I want to specifically mention this because I was kind of surprised that it was something I liked. It's called A Jasmine's Blues, and it's a Tyler Perry film. And it's been some years since he had a film that I was just like, oh, this is good. Like maybe since A Family That Prays, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it's on Netflix and it's very good. It's a time piece. And I guess he said he'd been working on it for years and just hadn't released it. And it was really good. I enjoyed it. I think the actors were phenomenal. I think the storyline was uh, well thought out. They didn't have any crazy wigs because you know Tyler Perry (laughs) will throw a bad wig in the mix somewhere usually. (laughs) He did not this time. And so, yeah, I I think it's worth watching. Uh, It's called A Jasmine's Blues uh, and again on Netflix. So, yeah. Okay. Did you like Acrimony? Did you ever see that one? Oh my gosh. Acrobat, I feel like he was just like, how can I make people upset the entire Mm. film? And that, so there was just no head or tail to that, to that film. I think it's like, let's drag this woman through the mud. And then when she has the chance to like get out of it, let's like knock her down even more. I, I don't know. It was just did you like acrimony before I like <laughs> girl the reviews were so bad I didn't even bother watching it was... like, well, if the girls are saying it's a no I'm not gonna waste my time so I was one of the girls who went and saw it before uh before <laughs> before the reviews I went with a, a friend of mine and she felt the same way she's like this woman cannot win and when it's time for her to win something happens and now she's a crazy one like it just it painted Mm -hmm. because Taraji started in that one let me make sure I'm thinking about the right one Mm -hmm. okay it it just made her character look awful I don't know it it was not good to me that's all I'll say (laughs) at least at least he's redeemed himself he has and you know he's he's done great things in the past so of course we know he's capable of it and Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this was really good. I I still try to at least look at the things that he puts out, you know. So that's why I gave this one a try, and I I was impressed. I like it. Okay. All right. Well, what's been good with me is actually a restaurant. So I had the opportunity 
to go to the Atlanta Food and Wine Festival about a week or so ago when this podcast comes out. But during this festival, it's like a tasting of it. So you have restaurants from all over. They come and they serve one to two things from their menu. And then you kind of move on to the next thing. And so there was this restaurant. It's called Truth Barbecue. And the line was insane. And so we walked past it because we didn't want to wait in line. But I said, I was like, man, we should just go ahead and get in line because I feel like they're going to run out. So we go to a few other food stalls just to like get a few bites. And then the plan was to come back. Well, we get back in line. I don't know how long we waited, but I would say it was about 30 people ahead of us. Mm -hmm. By the time we get to the front of the line, two people ahead of us, of course, they run out of food. So... (laughs) We find out where they're based. They're based in Houston, Texas. And thankfully, I had already had a trip planned. So <laughs> it just looked, this was got me like, look, this is meant for you to try this barbecue. Okay. And so we get to Houston within the last week. And of course, the first thing I'm looking up is Truth Barbecue. And it's like two miles from our hotel. Oh, yeah. So we go and it's one of those places where they serve food until they sell out. They don't have an actual closing time. And so we go. The line is out the door. And so we wait and wait and wait. But I am happy to report that the food was amazing. Like if you like barbecue, not even just Texas style barbecue, but barbecue in general, I highly recommend you check out Truth Barbecue. I spent a while living in Texas, so I've eaten a lot of barbecue. And one thing that I noticed is like some barbecue places, the meat is really good, but then the sides are lacking. Mm -hmm. Or the sides are really good, but then the meat is mediocre. But this place, I feel like they got the whole plate right. So if you're in Houston, Texas, and you want some great barbecue, or if you may even want to check out like a festival, a food festival that's coming to your town, because I think they travel to different ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, definitely give it a try. It's worth the wait. I am so, um, I'm cracking up at the way you told that story. And so we wait and wait and wait. (laughs) Dramatic pause. (laughs) And I'm happy to report. Like, girl, if you don't tell us that you had that barbecue. (laughs) Listen, I wouldn't be this giddy about it if I did it. Okay, I know. (laughs) And while waiting in line, we were asking people like, hey, it's our Uh first time. Is it it worth the wait? Because even though I lived in Texas for a while, I was kind of against waiting in line for hours for barbecue. Um, One of the places that was really popular in Austin, Franklin's Barbecue, I never waited in line because I'm not the person to be up at 5 a.m. waiting for barbecue. I'm just just... It's not going to happen. But this place isn't that extreme. It was reasonable. We waited for about 45 minutes to an hour, which isn't bad. Um, and yeah, it was definitely worth it. So isn't bad for who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is good, especially if it's something that was worth the wait. Oh yeah. If if it wasn't, I wouldn't even be telling y'all about it. <laughs> yeah, was, was, was that your first time at the Atlanta Food and Wine Festival? Yes, it was my first time there and it was a good experience. Um, And the only thing I would say is if you see a food place that you're interested in, jump in line because they kind of just serve until they run out, which makes sense because you can only transport but so much food probably and keep it heated or cooled. But yeah, it was a good experience and it's food, wine, liquor, Publix had like a big demo tent set up. And it's over the course of two days, but I only went one day Mm because it was already indulging enough for one day. Yeah. I feel like two days, 
I don't know that I would have enjoyed it as much just because it was a lot of food. You just kind of reached that stopping point of like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, no, I get you. Uh, they always talk about, I think it's the Denver Food and Wine Festival on one of my favorite shows, Top Chef. And so I'm like, one day I'm yeah. going to go and I'm going to be able to try like food from other top chefs and stuff like that. So um, I was just curious to know how that experience was. Yeah, yeah it was good. I go again. <laughs> all right so uh, today's episode was inspired by two dating reality shows <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are familiar but we watch and review Married at First Sight on our YouTube channel make sure y'all subscribe to that too Girlfriends and Goals podcast um, and then the other uh, show is Love is Blind which has two seasons I watched mm -hmm. the second one did you watch the second one, Yosha? No, I didn't watch the second one, but I did watch the first one. And mm -hmm. just for our audience, so they know the premise, because the premise is different between the two shows. So yeah. Love is Blind is where you're in this kind of experiment within a house, we'll call it. But the partner is behind a wall and you don't know what they look at, look like. All you can hear is their voice um, and just have conversations with them. And based off of the conversations that you're having, you have to eventually pick your person, I guess, or you're to date them, I believe, not to get married, but you're just selecting them to date first. Yeah. And then, well, the plan is once you select them to date, you guys do plan a wedding, but then at the wedding, you get to decide, do I want this or not? Right. And then married at first sight is literally married at first sight. You meet them at the altar and you get married that day and so yeah this first season was really really good and actually while at the food and wine festival I ran into the fan favorite couple Lauren and Cameron and so yeah it was really nice to see them in person uh they're very down to earth very friendly uh took a few pictures but uh they look just as good together in person as they do like watching them on Instagram yeah. and it's just so interesting in that they were like regular people, but now they're celebrities. Um, yeah. At least also like the Atlanta area when they're moving around. I mean, they weren't being swarmed, but we def definitely had a person ahead of us like waiting <laughs> to ask for a picture. Gotcha. No, they they definitely are. I mean, uh, just, be <laughs> just because, especially when I tell you about the second season where there weren't couples like that, you know, they they really stand out. Yeah, among the uh, the other couples from reality shows, but especially like Love is Blind. Season two wasn't as successful. I don't want to give like a bunch of spoilers, but uh, there was one couple that I'll speak of specifically. And the problem that they were having within their marriage, at least from the TV show, uh, that the parts that they showed us, was that one of them was a homebody, a little bit more introverted. And then the other one was an extrovert. Like I think a part of his job was party promotion. And so he would be like mm. out, he would promote on Instagram, uh, you know, all over social media. And then he would be out quite mm. often, you know, with his friends, even on nights when he wasn't, like it wasn't part of his job, right? And so the reason why we're doing an episode on it is because on Married at First Sight, a similar thing happened where there's a couple, one is a homebody, this time the guy, and the lady is like, 
trying to go out with her friends every single weekend and turn up if that's still something people say <laughs> but yeah she's trying to go every weekend and they had a huge conflict over it so we figured let's bring it to the podcast and talk about it and um, I guess I'll start off by asking you if you are you an extrovert or an introvert and how has this played a role in like who you choose to date or you who you've chosen to date in the past and then how does it play a role like today in marriage for you? Yeah, so I'd say that I'm an extrovert. Um, I thought you would but, say that. Yeah, I'm an extrovert, but I do appreciate being at home. And I do find certain social situations or interactions that I don't necessarily run towards or that can be a bit draining. So I definitely like being out of the house. I wouldn't say that I'm a shy person. And in general, I don't mind meeting new people and having those interactions, but I can appreciate being at home as well. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of balanced in that way. And I feel like I kind of always have been. Um, and then as far as the role that being an extrovert has played in like who I've dated, well, I think for me, it's probably affected even just like the initial interactions. So if I'm out in public and a guy is an introvert and he's not as likely to approach me or he's really shy, yeah, we're probably not going to connect up front just because I'm probably not going to initiate, even though I am an extrovert. Um, just like when it comes to dating, I wouldn't say that I'm the person who's going to approach a man to be like, hey, I'm interested, or hey, here's my number. Mm -hmm. uh, I would be the one waiting for him to approach me. Yeah. So yeah, from the gate, that would impact me dating an introvert versus an extrovert, because if you're just quiet and you're not going to say anything, then I guess we just won't <laughs> talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so so you have tended to date more like extroverts. Yeah, you okay. you would have to be quote unquote, outgoing enough to feel comfortable to approach me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess so. But sometimes introverts, like you said, you're kind of a mix. So sometimes introverts do have that um little oomph, <laughs> you know, something like that now. <laughs> but uh, this is interesting because I'm an introvert. If you have spent any time listening to our podcast, you know that, you know, I am very much an introvert. Um, I also like, I am a homebody hardcore like I commit to being in the house you know and for me that has impacted because for as long as I've known what an extrovert is I've always been like that's not for me that life is not really for me. and for as long as I I'm telling you like I was trying to figure out today for this episode like how long have I like just known hey extroverts might not be my thing as far as dating and yeah it's it's just not something that I've ever desired. So, so, yeah. So what's interesting about that is from the time I've met you, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have classified you as an introvert. Yeah. Most people don't. I'm like, yes, I'm here making it. But I think you enjoy being at home, mm -hmm. but I've never known you to be shy or run from social situations or to be bashful or to feel uneasy being in social environments? Yeah, so I will say this. So 
one, there is a term called ambivert, which is like, I guess people who are a mix of both, but also mm-hmm. like with introvert, it's, it, it really is mostly how you recharge. So like for mm-hmm. me, human interactions for extended periods of time would be exhausting. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then for, um, for me, I recharge by being by myself. Whereas with extroverts, they really get their like energy. Like, you know, they feed off of other people's energy and they enjoy like interacting with other people. It's not like so much draining for them. It's more like life-giving. And so- mm-hmm. yeah, well, then I don't know if I would be an extrovert because- I definitely can feel drained interacting with people and actually preparing and thinking about this episode. I was thinking about situations where I tend to don't enjoy in terms of socially. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about just like my days of networking from like a career standpoint, like Mm -hmm. I just did not enjoy um, those like forced networking events. Mm -hmm. When I say forced, meaning like, this is a networking event, show up to network type of thing. Um, (laughs) You know, where it's like, it's an actual networking event, not just, oh, I was out at a work event and I met someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just did not enjoy those situations. They felt very just draining and uncomfortable for me. And I would say, yeah, I do recharge by being in the house and by myself, but I do enjoy being out and around people or just around people in my house yeah I'm sure there's levels to it I'll I'll ask you this when you're getting ready to go out like with friends are you thinking oh I can't wait to get back home tonight or are you like I can't wait to like enjoy this time with them and stay out do you feel like there's a limit for you as far as how long you're gonna be interacting with those people it depends on who it is and what we're doing. Okay. And it depends on what I have going on. Like if I know I have a bunch of other stuff to do at home and yeah. my mind is very preoccupied. Yeah. Me going out, it's just like one more thing I have to get done and I don't want to enjoy it as much because I'm like, Oh, I have all these other things that I need to get done. I can't focus in and enjoy it as much. Or if I'm just doing something that, would be like demanding of my energy so if it's oh we're going to go catch a movie that's relaxing and we're not talking as much but we're there together out um or if we're going to just go get a chill lunch nothing super fancy or anything I don't have to put on globs of makeup you know to be out just oh I'm showing up as is we're going to eat kick it we're cool so I don't know I there have been times where I felt like oh let me just get this done because I committed to it. <laughs> but I would say for the most part, I do, if I plan something, I do enjoy linking up. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Cool. So like the mm-hmm. people who we're talking about, they're obviously like introvert, extrovert. You uh, talked about like past dating, right? And said, okay, mm-hmm. the extrovert is probably what I would lean into a little bit more. So uh, my last question was, how does that play a role in like marriage for you? Since these people on the reality shows are married yeah uh I think for me it helps Mm -hmm. that you're with someone that's on the same wavelength it's just kind of one less thing that you have to worry about Mm -hmm. but I will say though that when you're with a person over the course of many years like you may have seasons that kind of come and go 
where you're able to be more introverted or extroverted for whatever reason. So I think in general, kind of being paired with someone who feels the same way mm -hmm. about being at home or being out, it just makes it easier in that you don't feel like, oh, I'm having to drag this person out of the house or, oh, you know, this person, all they want to do is lay on the couch or want to relax. So I feel like it's been helpful that even in times where we don't necessarily see it the same, like there have been times where I have been very busy at work mm -hmm. and by the time I get home, I don't want to go back out of the house. Right. So I think it's helpful too in that because I can kind of go both ways and my spouse is the same way, like, oh, I could be out or I could be at home during those seasons where we don't necessarily match up. It just kind of works because you know, like, okay, in general, we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Well, something I wanted to ask you though, you said you always wanted to end up with an introvert. Yeah. So I guess like, how have you handled being approached by extroverts? Is it something to where you're like oh I noticed this about this person so it makes you less attracted to them <laughs> or you're like oh this is just going to be problematic long term that's so funny I, one one example comes to mind and like I can say instantly I knew this isn't going anywhere <laughs> like <laughs> from just the way that the person said hello I was like this is too much for me this is not going to work. <laughs> so I can't think of like a whole bunch of scenarios, but that one just like immediately came to mind when you asked the question. Yeah, uh, something about their energy in approach. Yeah, it's it's too, too attention drawing, mm. in my opinion. And you know, I'm a very low key type of person. And so if I'm like with someone who draws all this attention, I'm like, okay, get me out of here. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I can definitely understand that because even though I'm an extrovert, when I see guys who are like that, mm -hmm. even me, I'm like, mm, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's too, I don't want to say flashy but yeah I know it's too flashy for me just because I like to I don't, I don't want to say I like to blend in as much as possible but I am just very low-key I think mm -hmm. I think I'm low-key <laughs> I, I think you are I, I'd agree with that and I definitely you don't want someone next to you who's drawing a bunch of attention yes I want the balance that I think I have which is okay we can go both ways like if we have to go out we know how to act when we're out like you saying to me I wouldn't have expected you to be an introvert when I first met you that speaks to how I'd be playing people out here no I'm just kidding but <laughs> it does speak to you know just that I know how to operate in social settings and if it's just for a limited time, I can do that and then get me back home immediately. Yeah. So yeah. now I wonder in terms of just your friendships and I don't want to go too far left, but like okay. me being an extrovert, you being an introvert. And Why just do you think like, I don't ever go nowhere with you? <laughs> <laughs> but I will say though, I feel like when we're together in public. Yeah. It can cause a scene, <laughs> not in a bad way, but like th there isn't this pressure. I don't feel pressure to be like, oh, turn down your personality because yeah. Samaria is there. But then again, I'm not going to act crazy in public. So. Exactly. I think you know what to expect of my level of 
outgoingness. Yes, exactly. You're you're not too much for me. Uh, a, a little embarrassing sometimes, but it's like a funny embarrassing. <laughs> it's never overwhelming. It's never to the point where I'm like, I will never hang out with this girl again, obviously, because I've been hanging with her for 11 years now. So yeah, it's oh. enough. I, I also come from a very, uh, I don't want to say a very loud, but I, I have a huge, huge family, a huge African family. And so those moments happen. So it's not like I'm not used to big things happening, attention being drawn to me. It mm -hmm. could be the reason why I am the way that I am. Um, my dad, I would consider to be an extrovert and love, love, love the guy. It's just that I'm like, oh, do I do I want this? You know, mm -hmm. like everything else about him, great, give me that in a mate. But this particular thing, I don't know all the time. So, yeah. So, do you think that there should be a change in terms of like how often you're going out mm -hmm. with your friends once you're married? Like, obviously, with these two couples that we talked about, there seemed to be an issue there. So yeah. for you, is there like a shift that needs to happen? Like, okay, we're married now. Mm. We need to act one way or the other. If I, so obviously, like, I'm not married, so I can't speak to like specific instances or whatever. But if I were to be married to someone who was the one who was going out all the time, I think I would expect some type of a change. Because it's like, you're not in that stage of life. I'm very big on stages. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, at this stage in life, not to say you lose who you were completely, but there is like some adjusting that I think I would expect. And then if the other person isn't on board with that, like initially, or doesn't naturally feel like there's a shift that needs to happen, then for me, that would be a conversation that, that needs to be had. So yeah, I think... I would expect it a little bit, some type of, some type of adjustment. How about you? Yeah. So when you mentioned stages, that just made me think of like, sometimes when I do go out and I see people older than me or just the people I know in my life that are older than me and they're like always out. Yeah. For me, I guess I just realized that like for people like us, those stages are there. It's just like, okay, this is kind of where I am. But for some people, they like thrive in that environment of just being out and they really enjoy it. Whereas me, I'm like, mm, I don't want to feel like I'm the oldest person out or just like feel out of place, you know? Like I can remember, you know, like going out, but like into my later 20s. Yeah. If you go to a place where people aren't in your same age group, like it's a bunch of like college kids, you just you're like, you feel like the parent in there, like, <laughs> and not literally, but you're just at a different stage in life. But for some people, when they're out, it does not bother them that like, they're 18 year olds here mm -hmm. doing whatever. And they are like the chaperones. <laughs> but for me, I don't, I don't know if it's that a change needs to happen or if it's more you talking about expectations up front yeah. so if you are more of a homebody introvert and you're paired with someone who isn't I think in the dating phase you should try to think future tense and just kind of laying out like what does our lifestyle look like yeah. once we've transitioned 
Now, if you're an introvert and you're okay with your person being out, I think some people make it work with that dynamic. But if you know that it's going to bother you, I do think that you should broach that conversation and see if they're open to adjusting so that you don't get married. And then when they're pushing back, some pe- some of these people are doing on Married at First Sight and Love is Blind, then you don't feel like you're having to drag someone to do or not do something that they don't want to do. Yeah. So I think just kind of having that conversation up front about expectations so that you don't hopefully have to get to that point. And then the other thing I would say is, I think it depends on what you're out doing. On the show, I think this guy, Jared on Love is Blind, he was a party promoter. So he's in clubs, I'm assuming bars. But if he's meeting up with the guys to watch football, like, would she feel different about that? Or if you're meeting up with your girlfriends, are you going to go get your nails done and something that your spouse just isn't interested in? So I think that also plays into it. Like, okay, you're out, but what are you out doing? I think that that can impact maybe how your person feels about you being out like that once you're married. What are you up to out there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So one thing that's important that you said was like, oh, during the dating period, because obviously these people don't have that dating period, really. Mm -hmm. Like the love is blind people have a little bit of it. uh, But the married at first sight, like the experts choose your person and you meet them at the altar. So there's no like period, you know, for you to figure out what this person is doing or what their lifestyle, you don't even know their career path, you know what I'm saying? Like once they, um, once out. But I also think the problem with the married at first sight couple is that the lady didn't necessarily like the man. And so that's why she, she was trying to avoid him, (laughs) you know, (laughs) over the weekend. She's like, I need to go see my friends because she wasn't enjoying spending time with him. Like, if this were a real life couple, then I would ask the question of, okay, why why does it seem like you don't want to spend time with your spouse at all, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, for, for these people, it's like, we already know there's not that connection. Yeah, because I think if she, not to say that she wouldn't want to spend time with her friends, but I think she would probably be much more proactive about outlining kind of the, of the free time that they do have, what are the things that we are going to do together and prioritize that? Mm-hmm. And then if there's time left, you know, connecting with her friends. So I think that's another thing. It's like, okay, even if you're going out, are you still kind of taking care of home in terms mm-hmm. of your relationship, actual things that need to get done around the house or yeah. to get off work on a Friday, you're just showering and you're back out the door. Yeah, this this comedian who also reviews the show uh, was saying, you know, I go out all the time. My husband doesn't mind it. You know, Mm -hmm. I go out. But the second he says something like, dang, again, (laughs) when I tell him I'm going to brunch with the girls, she's like, I'm staying at home. (laughs) So that kind of leads to my next question of uh, actually, let's look at it from both sides. So let's say you're the person who feels like their partner is going out way too much. How do you communicate that? Like what's their, what's the proper way and what's an improper way to address that with your person? (laughs) My first thought is ask them why, Mm -hmm. but don't be accusatory. So, you know, like inquire, like, okay, well, kind of what are you getting from those experiences? 
<laughs> what they got that I don't. <laughs> and kind of, but is it, I mean, it could be, oh, I love to try different restaurants, right? Mm -hmm. And I have this group of girls who's like, oh, we tried this place. Like I think of Katina uh, from Merida at First Sight, mm -hmm. how she was like a food blogger. And so it's natural that she would be trying these different restaurants with her friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would inquire uh, but not from like an accusatory standpoint, like how the comedian you said, like, dang, again, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would do that. But hey, that works for them. Yeah. Uh, but I would also say, like, maybe don't be overly emotional mm -hmm. when you broach the conversation. And then also, I think keeping an open mind that also maybe giving your spouse like the benefit of the doubt. Like if you've been with them for a while, you know what they like, what they don't like. I don't know that people become extroverts overnight. I think it's something that probably has started from childhood, early teen years. So yeah. if they've been this way, I think you kind of have to go into the conversation with the understanding of this is kind of a part of them. Yeah. And me inquiring about this isn't to expect like a full 180 change mm -hmm. it's to kind of see where we can meet in the middle so don't go into it like you're so shocked that this person <laughs> likes to be out at brunch when they probably have been doing that since y'all were dating yeah so. I think uh when I think about the proper way uh, I think about uh Kevin Melissa I talked about them Kevin on stage and his wife but uh, there was like one episode of their old podcast where she was saying, I think it was their podcast. I don't know. But um, where she was uh, saying that you know, she had gone out with the girls like, you know, pretty frequently over the like whatever time frame. And he said something like that, like, oh, man, you going out again? And she just kind of like paused and said a better way to say that would be. I was looking forward to spending time with you. Is there any way that, you know, you can reschedule with them? <laughs> I was like, OK, obviously well most people probably wouldn't do that in the moment <laughs> because it's just like you know sometimes people are reactionary but uh I thought that was a really really nice way of saying it like it's okay for you to lean into your like vulnerable you know like into mm -hmm. a space of vulnerability and say I was looking forward to spending time because that's what the issue is it's not that you don't want me hanging out with my friends it's that you feel like we haven't had us time and that's right. getting at yeah and over the course of the week between you working other commitments if you have kids especially your spouse sometimes gets the leftovers really mm. of your time with the married at first sight couple mm -hmm. um Justin specifically he kind of tried that uh but because she didn't like him she wasn't interested in understanding but he was telling her like hey I do want to spend time with you just not out all the time but mm -hmm. it helps if you are interested in your spouse so. yes <laughs> um so from the other side if you're the person who's like okay my spouse is tripping a little bit like I want these regular hangouts with my friends how do you communicate that properly versus improperly I would go into the conversation trying to figure out a way how we can meet in the middle and letting them know that these experiences are important to me. Yeah. But not more important than my marriage. So I would make that very clear up front. Yeah. Like, hey, this is important to me. I enjoy this. 
but letting them know like, hey, it's never going to come above what you and I have. Mm -hmm. um, but I would hopefully try to find a way to where we can include them in on those experiences, but in a way that they feel comfortable and at a cadence that they feel comfortable. So also knowing like, okay, I'm going to probably have to make some adjustments as well. Yeah. So that we can both get something out of this that will bring us enjoyment. So whether I'm the homebody or the person that wants to be out. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that makes perfect sense. I think it's the same for me, right? Like I think just going into the conversation, like, Hey, this is what's important to me. I can set this side of time. Like just what is it that you want that I'm not giving? Uh, Cause I know what it is that I want that I'm not getting, <laughs> you know, just for hanging out with you. And how can we find some type of uh, a middle ground? Like, let me make sure you're getting the things that you need but also not just forsaking my my own desires and the things that I want to um, experience just as an individual, you know? Cause you're still you, like whether you're part of a couple or not, there mm -hmm. are still like elements of yourself that you want to keep in, you want to um, pour into. Yeah, I will say though, um, one thing that was brought up on Merit at First Sight when the other couples heard about this issue that the couple was having as far as the wife wanting to be out all the time. Yeah. The husbands chimed in and they said like, Hey, you know, like she's a married woman now, basically. Mm -hmm. Like why is she trying to be out? So I do think that there is this expectation. Yeah. I don't know if it's from society or what, but I do think that people in general believe once you get married, you kind of, conduct yourself in a certain way mm -hmm. meaning you know if you're out all the time there's this expectation that yeah you're probably going to be at home a little bit more or if you are out you're out with your spouse um <laughs> and as a person who's married I can just think of the times where like if I'm not with my spouse out everyone's like where is Mimi where's Mimi mm -hmm. like she at home or she's with her friends or whatever yeah. uh, because people just expect you to be with your spouse and vice versa if my spouse isn't there they're like where is this person at why are they not here and it's like we can do things separately but <laughs> people do have this expectation that you are together mm -hmm. and you do have free time and for good reason because of your day-to-day -day time you don't have that much time typically okay. to have one-on-one -on -one with them so yeah so you kind of like uh talked about this a little bit but I asked the last thing that I was going to ask is what are some of the compromises that couples could make if one spouse is a homebody and the other is not <laughs> yeah so in terms of compromise I would just keep in mind that everything has its season so similar to what you said about the stages so I would just keep an open mind that even them being in this season of being in like wanting to be out or being an extrovert, like maybe that will always be a part of them, but yeah. sometimes life will just happen to where you can't or this life will happen to where you have to be at home. So I think of, you know, a couple, if they get married in their early twenties, right outside of college, it may not be uncommon that they're both out hanging out because <laughs> of the time and, they're just kind of in that season, but then you see a couple who's just had their first child, you're going to be at home versus empty nesters. Like I think about 
my parents and how they're traveling more and they're way more quote unquote extroverted than they would have been in the last 20 to 30 years because they were raising their children. So just keeping in mind that everything has its season, even if you meet someone and they're an introvert and they really love being at home, if y'all pick up and move to a new city, they might have be interested in exploring more because they're in a new place. Mm. So just knowing that things can shift. Yeah. So hopefully that will, can encourage you to kind of meet in the middle. So splitting the time, adjust the type of activity. So like with you, I know even as a friend, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, let's go to this lounge or whatever. I might say, oh, let's go catch a movie or oh, you want to come over and we'll play board games or whatever. Yes. So I it's know nothing like a game of- night. <laughs> loves her. She loves watching game shows, competition shows, and playing games in real life. Um, but I would just adjust those activities. So I know which friends that I'm like, oh, let's go check out this new place um, or let's go to a concert or whatever. Adjust. Yes. Meet your, your person in the middle. Um, and then the same thing for the, you know, the person who wants to be out all the time, like mm-hmm. Justin said on Married at First Sight, rest your body, rest is good. <laughs> Recharge. Serena Williams' <laughs> husband just came out and said that, like, that was one of the things that she kind of uh, brought into his life when they got married, because as an athlete, she has to rest, like, and so he didn't really realize the importance of it until he was with her. And it's like, rest can be productive um, as well. And I think people don't see that often. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Especially as you get older, I think it's even more important in terms of healing your body, resting your mind too. Yeah. So even if you're at the house, just like having a mental break mm-hmm. um, is, is definitely important. So. I had to do that at the um, car dealership this morning, like just rest my mind because I, I was just working for several mm-hmm. hours just in a row trying to get stuff done during my productive hours. And after I got a lot of things done, I'm like, you need to not think about anything <laughs> for <laughs> at least 10 minutes, no screen time, close your eyes and just think of nothing because it, it really mm-hmm. just gets so busy in your mind that you don't want to live in that cluttered space. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. You've heard our thoughts on this topic. We'd love to hear yours as well. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and do that now. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time, bye. Bye. bye.